podcast. Here we go. Hello, hello, around the block and around the world. This is where we discuss, debate, and deliberate all things diabetes. Representing type 2, my name is Dobie Maxwell. Representing type 1, the vivacious, she's effervescent, always in the know, it's Sammy Parker. Dobie and I are excited to announce that we will be attending the American Diabetes Association Step Out in LA this September on the 17th. As you know, I've been walking and talking. We are beyond excited to meet some of you at the Step Out where we'll be performing a live episode of Just My Type with some special guest involvement as well as some super exciting surprises. And you can check out our JMT show notes for the link to register and donate or search American Diabetes Association Step Out in Southern California. Can't wait to see you all there. You know what they say, a walk a day keeps the doctor away. Sammy, I am the luckiest man in the world and the unluckiest man in the world. I get to work with three beautiful women and uh, I am like your your dad or your uncle. You know what I'm saying? Years ago, I would be thrilled and all over you young ladies, but now I'm just your uh, your guardian. So it's good. I'm protective. I'm your protector. And if anybody ever hurts you, we're going to, we have a, a wonderful guest today. She's enormous. She's humongous. She's enormous in the diabetic community. And uh, we have her on. We have Miss Sadie Aldis. Hello, Sadie. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a thrill. Now, you live in Canada where our producer, Queen Elizabeth, is from. And uh, you're, you're Canada representing in the house. Yes. Woo. Oh, Canada. Maple Sarah. <laughs> she is representing. We've got two Canadians and uh, two Americans. I don't know why that, like, did not roll off my tongue right. But um, you guys might know Sadie from being a YouTube influencer. Sadie, I have a funny story. Side note. I don't even remember it vividly. But when did you start your YouTube channel? Like 2016. Okay. I think it was around that time. And I was thinking, I like saw people's like diabetes Instagrams. And I just remember it was like a picture that came on my like explore page. And it was you, but I didn't know you at the time or like know that you had like a YouTube channel or anything. Yeah. I just remember I was like, oh, she has like diabetes. Like that's so cool. Like somebody else has diabetes that looks like they like live a normal life. <laughs> but it was like so random. Right. And then here you are now. That's so crazy. I feel like I didn't even say that I had diabetes on my channel until like two years into it. Maybe it was then. It was like one of your, I think it was like one of your first times sharing it. Yeah. Or I had like CGM on. Would you mind sharing your diagnosis story with us? We kind of ask our guests to do that so we can all kind of be a family and find out because we all have twists and turns in our story. Yeah. My story was kind of interesting. So mine started when I was three years old and this was like a week after I turned three. So it was a cute little birthday present for me. Wow. And I I was like peeing a lot. I was so thirsty. I was sweating, like typical symptoms that a lot of people have. And then, and also my dad is type one diabetic. Oh, so okay. he got diagnosed when he was like 15. So my parents kind of like knew what the symptoms were and we were like, okay, let me test her blood sugar and just make sure. So we tested and I was like, 20 something. I was like 23, which is definitely not good. So then we called. I couldn't imagine like what, because this was probably days of that. 23. That's so crazy. Normally it's the opposite. Yeah. Like normally it's not up there. So then we called my doctor and he was like, definitely go to the hospital. Like I think she's diabetic. So he went to the hospital and by the time we got to the hospital, they checked me again. And I was like eight. So I had come down from the 23 and they basically said, I don't think she's diabetic. Usually they're a little bit higher than eight. So just go home. She probably just has like a little flu or something. And my parents were like, okay. So we went home and the next day still had the exact same symptoms. 
And we were so worried because it was happening for days and days. And then we called my doctor again and we told him what happened at the hospital. And he was like, oh my gosh, that should not have happened. Like, I'm going to send a letter to that doctor. And I'm pretty sure like something happened with him because... Yeah, to let you go home. Yeah, he literally sent me home. And then we went back to sick kids. We went to a different hospital and sick kids was awesome. They were so helpful. They got me... They're like, yep, she's diabetic. Hooked me up to insulin within the hour. And yeah, they gave me all the stuff that I needed. They cooked me up to a pump and taught me everything about it. And they were so good. So It's so crazy. I also just realized that you met 23 like in Canada, which is different than... Because I was thinking you met like 23 milligrams per diliter. So like like 80 to 120. That's why I was like, that is so low. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would be surprised you're still living. Yeah. (laughs) So what's like a high blood sugar in the US? People will use like how you guys use your metrics, but I've always done like, you know, like 70 to like 150. But for me, like, I think 23 would equate to like six or 700 here. Ooh, that's, that's way high. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. But at three years old, it's tough because I feel like you weren't able to like articulate that. Exactly. You couldn't say like, I feel blah, blah, blah. It was yeah. just like, thank God that your dad had it. So he was able to recognize it. But three-year-olds pee a lot anyway. So it's kind of hard to tell. No offense. You're a kid. Exactly. And it was really, it was a really hot summer. So it could have just been that because it was like super, it gets so humid in Canada. Yeah. But I did have it at three years old. So how was that like growing up? It was the typical things of like trying to balance being a normal kid. And also I was a competitive dancer. So I really had to... Me too. Me too? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like growing... Like I grew up competitive dancing until I was 18. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. It's so hard. With dance costumes, I remember like I would try to find a way to like put my pump on it. My pump would like fall off on stage. There'd be like tubing bouncing around <laughs> and I'd have like a CGI. Yes, or like you roll over on the port and you're like, ow, ow. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to smile because like you can't. And my dance teacher's like, Sadie, are you okay to go on? Like, are you okay? And I would have like my tester back. I'm like, I'm fine. I might be 55. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine. Yes. And the adrenaline would make me go like, shoot. Up and then when I would come off stage, it would be like shooting out because it's done. Mm-hmm. So, yep, Doby, the way it works, like when you go on a competition, you'll be like behind, like waiting in the curtain, and then it's like, okay, they'll be like, you know, like on stage, on deck, whatever, getting ready. And so, like, when you're like on deck and you're waiting, like I'd have my pump on or like my little whatever insulin shot back with me. And I would be like about to take a shot. But then if I had a pump, it'd be like, okay, clip it off, run on stage, dance yeah. for two minutes or run back <laughs> off. And then it off. Like, That's pretty hectic. Yeah, it was a race. You're like, ah. It was so stressful. That's hard for a kid. Yeah. It's hard for anybody. And it's like when you go high and low, like you said. Exactly. I Once I went on stage and I had a solo and it was like my first solo ever and I forgot it on stage. And that was like the most traumatizing moment that has ever happened to me. I just stood there and all I saw were lights. And I was like, why would I forget my solo? Like I just rehearsed it backstage perfectly. And I went on stage and I was low. And I was like, gosh, dang it. Like, did I have to do that? (laughs) So when I'm low, I literally can't remember choreography or anything. So yeah, it's really tricky. It's funny because going low, honestly, I feel like the best in terms of physical activity. Like I can exert the most energy, but I don't have like any memory it's just like, yeah. I'm like, la di da. I'm just like floating there. And taking tests in school. Uh huh. That was a huge one. My teachers, sometimes I would be low, and then it's like, I can't do algebra. 
when I'm low. Like it literally just doesn't work. And I don't know how to explain to my teachers that I haven't really had huge conversations about diabetes, especially my high school teachers when I didn't really need to let them know because I I was so like in charge of it. So once I went up to my math teacher that didn't even probably know that I had diabetes because I wasn't wearing a pump at that time. I was on injections and I couldn't take my exam. Like I had to wait like 30 minutes and she just got so mad at me. She was like, why can't you do this? And I was, it's really hard to explain, but trust me, I can't do it. Those challenges. You had a dia blackout. Yeah. That's a new term. We can invent that. We'll give you credit for that, Jay. <laughs> dia blackout. I'm writing that one down. Write it down. Like that. It's real. Yeah. No, it's true. I started doing the thing because I didn't have like a 504 plan and I got diagnosed when I was 12. So I remember like in middle school, I definitely would be like, I can't take these exams because like in honors classes, I was like, there's no way right now that I can take this exam. Yeah. But then in high school, I would literally go like the first two days of the teacher and be like, Hey, so like heads up, if you see me like whip out a needle, whip out like a little monitor, it's not my phone. It's not a drug. I'm diabetic. If I run out of the room, I'm going to eat food probably. If I say I can't take a test, it's because my brain cannot think like I need you to bear with me. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the best thing to do, honestly. Just tell them in advance all the things that could go wrong. Sadie, if we could talk about your YouTube channel for a second. How come you didn't highlight diabetes from the start? Just curious. Why did you Why did you keep that secret from your millions of worldwide fans? <laughs> my mil- <laughs> when you say it like that, it makes me feel so important when you say it like that. Well, you are important. You're on with us. <laughs> yeah, this is a highlight. I don't think I hit it on purpose. I think it was literally because I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And I think not saying it at the beginning and not like labeling myself as the diabetic YouTuber or something like that actually made people feel better about having it. Because when they would just casually see like my CGM in my videos, they would be like, oh my God, she's living her life. She's doing normal things. She can still do whatever she wants. She can still be successful on YouTube and be diabetic. And it doesn't have to like take over her whole personality. Hmm, Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good point because some people... I'm very open about it, obviously. Like, <laughs> podcast. But um, it's also like nice when, yeah, you're out somewhere and like, like if people ask me to talk about it, but I'm not going to tell everybody like in a group, like, hey, heads up, everybody, I'm diabetic. Mm-hmm. So like when they see like, oh, you have diabetes, but you do X, Y, Z. I'm like, yes. And I'm a normal person. <laughs> I do normal like, things. Yeah, that is me. So what was kind of your inspiration behind your YouTube channel? Like what you want, how come you wanted to do it? First of all, I was always so motivated by all the lifestyle girls. There was like a group of these lifestyle girls that blew up in like 2016 that made like morning routines and back to school videos that I was just obsessed with. I was like, I literally want to be you. Like their lives just looked so happy. And I've also really always liked cinematography and film and music and all those creative things. And I also really like doing things myself. Like I'm a perfectionist. So if I can have something that's completely my own and I can do everything myself, then I'm all for it. So that's how I am. Yeah. That's so how I am. Sometimes it's a curse. The Diabetes App is an online community platform that was created to help people living with diabetes find support and information in one spot. And on the Diabetes app, you can join groups and connect with other people all over the world who are also living with diabetes. I mean, for me, whenever I have a bad day, I find myself scrolling through the mental wellness group just to reassure myself that I'm not alone. The Diabetes app has a resource section where you can find articles, recipes, tips, and tricks for managing your diabetes. Download the Diabetes app today and connect with us right on the app. Yeah, it totally can be a curse (laughs) because sometimes I'm like, no, I can do all these things 
And then I'm like, and I'll do this and I'll do this. And then I can just do this and then I'll teach dance. And I'm like, wait, that's, that's not all going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes down to it, it's a lot of pressure, especially when it's something like YouTube and you, everything is public and all of the like feedback is public and the numbers and everything. But I really just wanted to start it just because I just love filming things and I love making it look all aesthetically pleasing. My videos in the first year of my channel were just, oh my gosh, they were like my pride and joy. I would cut the clips to the music and I would color grade everything. And plus it was lifestyle. So I was like combining film with lifestyle and like all the music and stuff. So that was my inspo. What's the biggest reward you get from that? I mean, you have fans say, hey, I, I'm a fan of your videos. They quote back maybe some of the scenes that you work really hard on. It's got to make you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's insane. I've been having, I think, six years on YouTube mm -hmm. and I still can't get over that. Even when people come up to me in person and they're like, oh my God, you're Sadie Aldis. I was like, I can't grow over them. In the photos that I post of them, I'm saying like, hey guys, thanks for saying hi at the mall. Everyone's like, why do you look happier than they are? Because I'm so excited. Like, they're like, I'm excited to meet you. Like, like, because I'm just so happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy that so many people just know who I am. Yeah, no. I think too, what, what most people don't realize how much work goes into any kind of project. Now, we always give full credit to our, our pod squad behind the scenes. Queen Elizabeth does great. Zach, our intern. Sammy works hard. She studies what she does. And I just show up and I get to say, oh man, aren't I cool? Get to hang out with all these people. And I just try to throw jokes in once in a while. But <laughs> it's a lot of time and effort. And I'm sure your YouTube channel is exactly the same. You don't just show up and you got to have a lot of work behind it. What goes into those videos? How do you do it? So the process usually begins with me making like an outline for the video and the points that I want to hit and kind of the message for each video. And what I don't think people really know about the process of my videos is that I really want to just have a point for every single video. So if it's a vlog, like, yes, I'll make it a vlog, but I'm going to be like, hey, so what's the takeaway here? So say I had this vlog where I, I bought a new laptop when I, I really did not need a new laptop and I just wanted the next best thing. And I was like, okay, let me share the fact that I have a perfectly working laptop and I just bought a new one just because I wanted it. And now I'm going to show me returning it and explaining like a life lesson on this type of thing. So it's literally just me going through life and explaining like the things that I do wrong, the things that I do right, the things that make me feel happy. And that's why I feel like a lot of people come to my videos because they feel like they can take something away. Even if it's not like a tutorial, it's just me living my life. So I'll make a little outline of that in the message. And then I will, depends on the video, if it's a sit down video, it'll usually take like an hour to film. But if it's a vlog, it'll usually take a couple days. And then I will edit it all myself, add music, add, just make the video like the most interesting as possible. And recently I have been obsessed. Do you know the show Euphoria? Oh yes, yes. I watch it every week. Their I'm music. Is so oh, is it a band? I'm sorry. Katie, I'm yeah. just kidding. It's funny. I see all these famous references that Sammy doesn't know. Sammy and Elizabeth tell me these references that I don't know. And that's part of the fun of the podcast because I think one thing that unites us is having diabetes. I'm a type two. You guys are type one. But the diabetic experience, I think, is a, a unifier and we are a community worldwide and I, we celebrate our differences. And I mean that sincerely. So, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. That's exactly it. No, this is like amazing. I think. With diabetes, it's like every single person understands like the struggles. It's not like one person can have diabetes better than another person, you know? So everyone has to do everything. So even if you're completely different, you still got to go through the same thing. But yeah, so then I'll just edit it and then I will post it. And I also really try to focus on other platforms like TikTok and Instagram. I'm trying to post on Instagram every day. 
um, like TikTok every second day. I try to make a lot of reels and stay active on my Instagram story. So it's just being active on everything. Yeah, it's a lot though. And I think that's the hardest part, I guess. How much do you feel like you share too in terms of like diabetes now on those platforms? Like, do you feel like it's kind of naturally embedded itself into it? Definitely. I feel now I show myself sometimes in my videos taking insulin because I'm on injections. So I will show that. And then I explained in my routine. routine. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Not a lot of people. I feel like everyone loves the pump. Everybody's like, you don't have a pump. I'm like, screw you. (laughs) I'm on injections and I love it. Yeah. Nobody messes with me. That would be no. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, I love injections. Like I feel so free. Like I can do whatever I want and not be attached. But I was on the pump before. Thank you, Mom. Like, I have my Dexcom, which we need to get Dobie on. Yeah. We need to get Dobie on the back. I'm type two. I'm trying to reverse it through walking. I'm turning fast. We got to get you on it, Dobie. Right. I want to see what your numbers would be like before and after your walk every morning. But I think it's great to have a CGM and then just take the insulin injections. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to hate on the pump. It's technology moving forward. Now, here's something. You both young ladies and you're diagnosed as children. Where do you see diabetes going, say, in the next 10, 20, 30 years? I'll be long dead, so it's okay. I want to know where you guys think it's going to go we'll be- in a positive way. I'm joking. I'm kidding you. I'll be dead sooner. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Well, okay. I have something that I think is funny. Okay. Not funny, but it's an idea. So like I was saying, okay, like obviously I don't use the pump, but I did. I was on it. Nothing against the pump. I think they're great. It was just because I'm so active that I was like, oh, like, I don't know necessarily for me, like with dancing still and like teaching dance or working out, like I just needed to change it up. But as far as like technology goes, if they could put, <laughs> I think I've already said this, but the CGM inside, like with the Dexcom, mm-hmm. like the size of the Dexcom, like I would totally do it. I'd be like, it's like a two in one. Like that would be amazing. The reason I thought asking the question because you said, okay, you're used to the injection. So if you grow up not being used to it, you, you know, you go to the next thing. So that's a great idea. Sandy, what do you think about that? What What's the next thing in your world? I think it would be just making everything less bulky, <laughs> like making the pumps smaller or making the CGM just like not as big. Cause I always like, when I had it on my arm, I would literally rip it off every five seconds walking through a door. But yeah, just making everything more like mm-hmm. cute, yeah. new colors. Where are the colors? I know there's like a pink pump now, but like, can we make it a little bit cuter? And can we have like the pump um cases and stuff? Can we have them like pale pink or like neutral colors? Make them like trendy. If so many people have diabetes and so many people like our age that like the trend, yeah. where are they? Yeah, I say that every morning. I say, I wish my diabetes was cuter. You know, if I could have something that matched my shoes <laughs> when I go out there with my type twos, I'm about to go into a coma, not out on the wheel on the freeway and wipe out a school bus full of kids. But if I had something cute, I would make the news. I'm kidding with Sadie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, tell Sadie what kind of shoes you wear. What kind of shoes I wear? Uh, Asics. No, no, the other ones. Oh, uh, Nikes? Which ones? I don't know which one I have. Flip flops? What do I no, wear? No, the other ones. Yeah, I do have New Balances. I don't even know they're hip. I've been around so long. It's like, whatever I have. New Balances. He's like, I have New Balances. It's been in and out of style so many times. I just wear it at this particular point. I was like, Dobie's trendy. Dobie's got New Balance. It's a bad. It's literally literally a bad sneaker. That's what New Balances balances are. I'm in that age. It's a dad sneaker. So you get the girls get in the back of my car. I'll take you down to the mall. All the boys are. They're skating rink. Don't you guys know? It's great. Young kids don't do that now. You know what would be cool too? And Elizabeth just said this, that if you could 
put your CGM like an IUD. Oh, right. And it like lasted a year. <laughs> Can we get in a permanent one? <laughs> that would be that would be so like it would kind of be cool. I have yeah. to get my other IUD. Adobe, you could do that too. <laughs> We get a little silly here, Sadie, but here's the thing. The reason we do that is so many people are afraid and, and scared. A lot of listeners are newly diagnosed. We want to make it human. And that's why if you, if you don't joke about it and, and laugh and throw things around, it gets so serious and frightening. I, mean, I got, you know, I was older than both of you put together when I got type two. Your kids getting diagnosed with type one, your parents have to overprotect or they don't have to, but they probably did. And it's a scary thing. And a lot of kids, it's getting more diagnosis stories, not less. That's why we bring out the funny part of it too. It's like, okay, there's a human part, the whole thing. Nobody's perfect. Some of y'all's high or low or you do things wrong, but it's a long-term. That's what we try to get across. Yeah. Long-term maintenance. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is, I think, what really helped me get through my childhood. Is I, I forgot to say this. Mm-hmm. I met a girl in grade four who was also diabetic in my school. And then we were just like separable. Like we literally clicked and we also were both dancers and stuff like that. So having another person, like when I would go over to her house for sleepovers, she would be the only person that I was allowed to sleep over at when I was younger. But then after that, I could do whatever I really wanted. Yes. But like, yeah. And then I would like run out of insulin and then she'd be like, I got you. Or her parents would come and test us at night. And it was just, I just felt like, wow, I'm not the only one. Like, this is so fun. Kind of. I get what you mean. Because even like, it sounds funny, but even... The fact that like you grew up competitive dancing and like you're on injections too and like understand what I'm saying. It's like really nice. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, somebody who's like very much in the same phase as me that like grew up a similar way gets it. Yeah. Even no matter how many people you meet, but like when somebody really parallels your like phase, you're like, oh, that's so nice. Like you just like, you just mm-hmm. get it. It's such a personal thing, diabetes. So it's like yeah. when someone else is like on through the same personal thing, you're like, we're besties now. Yeah. I'm like, I probably scared them. I'm like, hey, so <laughs> we have the same life story. I was going to say, do you have any tips for someone that, that's newly diagnosed with, with type one, you know, a young lady, maybe, a, or a young man too, you know, that just decides that, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to master my life. You've both done it. I'm proud of both of you and Sammy. Thanks, you know, Toby. you took it by the horns and you, you didn't let go. What do you give someone's advice coming up the ranks? I think the best thing is just like making sure that you have all of your routines down. Like if you have your routines down of things that you know won't spike or make you go low, like things like that you eat and activities that you do. And if you like keep that the same, you can basically do whatever you want. Like just knowing that you have those routines. And then other than that, just not being ashamed of it. Cause I literally went through a phrase of my life when I was like, Oh my God, like I feel so like different. And when I go to sleepovers, everyone asks me what I'm doing. And when my CGM goes off, everyone turns their head and looks at me. And I'm like, I really don't care. Like, are you going to get mad at me for having diabetes? Like if someone makes you feel weird about it, it's like some people have allergies. It's literally the same. I literally just posted a picture before this. And I was like, normalize taking insulin shots in public. Because I'm like, if somebody can't handle it, I'm like, they can excuse themselves then. (laughs) Like, I'm going to take the shot in the bathroom. They're not, sorry, not in the bathroom. Like, I'm going to take out in the open. And like, if they're like, oh my gosh, like, then shoot, go along. Move along then. Exactly. There's nothing to hide. Like, I'll be taking it anywhere and everywhere. Like, sometimes it can look like you're doing heroin in the bathroom. (laughs) That's what I'm scared of. Like, people are going to think I'm 
a hardcore drug addict, but I just make sure to say out loud, like, oh, glad I'm taking my insulin. It's really funny. I have exactly the opposite experience. When I'm doing heroin in the bathroom, people come in and say, hey, are you a diabetic? Yeah. That's a joke. Yeah. Okay. So Sadie, we have a question of the pod and Dovi, you need to answer it. I know I do. The question of the pod, we like to ask like all of us and then our listeners and it's, who is your favorite online role model with diabetes? Okay. This is going to be so basic, but it would literally be Joe Jonas. Okay. You mean Nick Jonas? I mean, Nick Jonas. Sorry. Yeah, Nick Jonas. Joe Jonas. Yes. <laughs> How about Herbie Jonas? He's my favorite. Who's that? He's the Jonas brother you don't see too much. He drives the bus. <laughs> I'm kidding, I know. Aww. You're so nice. Oh, oh you're. Oh, I'm so gullible. I was like, wait. I know. <laughs> Canadian people are so sweet and nice. That's why I love Canadian people. <laughs> Elizabeth, our whole, our whole company's from there. I know. Mine's Nick Jonas too. It's okay. Well, I got to say, I, I have two. Uh, Sammy Parker, and I'll say it. You moved up the top of my list. So you're both. I mean, Sam, I, I work with Sammy. She's great. You're, you're number 1A. Sammy's 1 and you're 1A. Light of our lives. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Nick Jonas though is great. We're going to have Nick Jonas on the show. And we're going to have you on the same. We're going to find a way to track him down. All these beautiful women around here, he's going to come on. We'll do a live show in Canada. I have wanted him to come on so bad. You can be our honorary co-host when we bring him on. And Elizabeth and you and Sammy and everybody can enjoy. And I'll just, oh you know, look at his dad and say, hey, how are those Jays doing this year? <laughs> Dobie's like, I don't understand the obsession, but it's fine. My mom loves Nick Jonas too. Like we're both obsessed because he's just so My nice. My mom's obsessed with him. She saw him on an airplane and she was like, I wanted to go up and ask him if he, how do you manage your diabetes? But she's like, I didn't. I just sat down. I was like, oh my God. That's such a mom thing to ask. <laughs> it is a mom thing to ask. Wait, Sadie, how can we find you? Where can we find you? Give us your YouTube handle, Instagram handle, TikTok, and all of the above. Okay. I think it's just my name, Sadie Aldis. Everything. Literally everything. Amazing. You're just my name or just my type. It's a man. <laughs> yeah. JMT. JMT. Sammy, how do people find us? So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at JustMyTypePod underscore, Facebook, at JustMyTypePod, and our hashtag, JustMyTypePod. And again, you can find Sadie on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Sadie Aldis. So Sadie, thank you so much for coming on. It was like so much fun. I feel like I got a friend out of this. I'm so excited. <laughs> you were a delight, Sadie. Sammy, you're always a delight. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, our podcast producer, always fantastic. Zach, our intern, thank you for listening. We got to go now. Check back on some of our past episodes. We are well on our way to 1 million listeners. Be part of that. Sammy, let's put the sugar-free cherry on the healthy Sunday one more time. Say la vie, baby. This is the Just My Type podcast.